I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right. Welcome to another week of Behind the Gorilla. Hopefully you guys are enjoying um, what we've been bringing you so far. I know we got... We got some decent, some pretty positive feedback from last week's episode, actually. So that was yeah. Uh, I didn't know there were that many R Truth fans still out there. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. So thank you guys who uh, reached out with um, with your praise from last week's episode. We really do appreciate that, and hopefully we can keep keep the entertainment going. At least that's the uh, that's the goal, anyway. So we. <laughs> We're not going to talk about any current stuff because we just had an episode last night where we recapped TakeOver and predicted um, Survivor Series. And since we're still recording this on Sunday, we can't talk about Survivor Series. So, Sadly. Uh, there's, we're, you know, there's, there's really nothing we can add to, to current stuff. We'll talk about that next week on next week's episode. But we do have a normal yeah. episode for this week. Um, as always, we try and... Discuss the uh, strange things that happened in professional wrestling. So, this week it is Harris's turn, and his last yeah. one was fantastic. So he's got a pretty high bar he set for himself. Oh, that uh, WCW uh, North Korea was was fantastic. So I hope I hope you got another solid one for this week. It's not quite that out of the box in the way you think it is, but uh, I had a pretty good time with it. So, if you listen to our Survivor Series preview, you know we talked a lot about. Uh, Shane McMahon and his role on SmackDown, and I'm, I'm predicting, and you'll know if I'm right or wrong by the time you're listening to this, that he's going to go off the deep end and cost his team the Survivor Series match. And he's going to become another one of a long line in wrestling of heel authority figures, right? And WWE loves to do this. It's just more fun. If you have a personality involved in the storyline, th- there's a part of us, like, as wrestling fans, that we resent that, right? We want the show to be about the wrestlers. And there's something to be said for authority figures on good wrestling shows not being around that often. And I think of somebody like, you know, William Regal down at NXT and how he'll show up occasionally when things get out of hand to, like, create matches or name stipulations, but he's not parading himself out on the show every week, making the spotlight all about him and, like, booking right. matches Very smartly. Week, right? And I, Right. There's something that, like, fans appreciate that. And I think there's a place for authority figures. I think, like, Daniel Bryan's run at the top would not have been nearly as good if he wasn't fighting, like, Triple H and Seth and the authority that were, like, literally heel authority figures because WWE is nothing if not subtle. But, you know, ruling the show with an iron fist. Well, there's a period of time that has always fascinated me in wrestling that... I don't know a lot about because it happened before I showed up, but it was a period for about a year where WWE just said, hey, you know what? Screw it. We're, we're a popular wrestling brand and we've always partnered with celebrities. So let's, let's get our profile back out there and let's just bring different celebrities in every week to act as the guest general manager for Monday Night Raw. Oh, yes. I remember we- these very clearly. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about this because I feel like this is kind of right in your wheelhouse, and this is something oh, it is. that I've, I've heard a lot about. I went I to one of these nothing. Raws. Really? Yeah, I went Which to a Raw was, back okay. in 2011. 
Okay, very nice. Well, I, I, I doubt it's the one you're doing this episode on, but it might be. It, it isn't, fortunately, <laughs> although that would be pretty cool. Well, I, it's funny you say hey, that. The, the Muppets on Raw were exciting. Yeah. Oh, man, that, dude, that's literally on my list. That's not <laughs> the one I ended up doing this time, but I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. That was one I had in mind. So I thought, like, I thought briefly about doing the full year because there was one literal calendar year from June of 2009 to 2010 where there was a different one every week. There was no steady authority figure. It was always a special guest. And probably three out of four of them were not wrestling related at all. So sometimes you'd get like Batista was the first one or you'd have Ted DiBiase or like somebody from the wrestling world. Which right. Is not ideal, but like it makes sense, right? Most of the time, it's just some random celebrity trying to hawk their book, right? And I thought briefly about just doing that year and going through the different highlights, and I quickly realized it's literally every week. I could never do all of it justice. And I'm pretty sure this will become like the year 2000 in WCW, <laughs> and it'll just be something that I can turn to over and over again because I just just pull the Wikipedia page up, and I looked at it and realized immediately that I could never do all of it. Right. Of course. Yeah. It, it it went on for a while. Yeah. And it was like for a long time, it was guest hosts. And then they kind of realized that people hated that. So after a while, they started phasing it out and it became guest stars who were like there, but they didn't have any matchmaking capabilities, which that's what it was at first. It wasn't just like, oh, check it out. It's the guys from Jackass. No, it was like, hey, uh, Snooki's here tonight and she's going to actually like be booking the show. <laughs> like for real, this is I, which is funny now, but like I can't think of anything that probably would have alienated me more as a fan than just like this is the this is the flagship show for all of wrestling, you know. And this isn't like now where you can watch New Japan or Ring of Honor on demand. This is in two thousand and nine when all of this stuff was like actual pay per views, and you've got a pay per view coming up, and you can't even focus on it because of all the. T- stupid stuff that's happening on Raw to, like, circulate around this guest host. Anyway, it's it's not a time that a lot of wrestling fans remember fondly, and I definitely get why, but um, I'm here today to talk it's about... It's perfect for what, us. Yes, exactly, exactly. It is a minefield. And today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ease into this if I decide to come back to this topic in the future, and we're going to talk about the one that pretty much everyone agrees is one of the best, if not the best, hosts in all of this infamous era of Oh, please, wrestling. please so, be the one I'm hoping. I, I hope it is, buddy. So it's, it's September of 2009, right? And there's some actual wrestling stuff going on. John Cena is in a title feud with Randy Orton, because that's kind of all that happened from, like, 2008 to 2014, I feel like. That's just that's <laughs> how I think of that in my brain. Yeah, that, that feud went from amazing to boring very fast. Like, 2009 yeah. was the peak of that feud, and then anything after that is just kind of blah. So, you know, right. They, like, they still seem relatively fresh, and the crowd's, not, the crowd's booing Cena at this point, but it's not as bad as it would later get. And Randy Orton's got some stuff going on because he's teaming up with Cody Rhodes, and the legacy faction at this point, Ted DiBiase Jr. And you kind of, you've got that going on, and there's some drama because, like, the week before, Randy Orton and Cody Rhodes laid a trap for John Cena, but then Randy Orton hit Dusty Rhodes with an RKO, like, just to prove to Cody Rhodes that his allegiance should be to him or whatever. It's, you know, it's good fun 
family drama. Uh, DX is back. They're in that run that I know you love where they're kind of just goofy middle-aged men. All right. It was really stupid, but I, I had fun with it. Right, right, right. Like the comedy, I see why, because I got to watch a little bit of them just watching this episode. And, you know, you showed me those clips where they're like selling the Christmas toy <laughs> sets. And it's like, like they're just. It still kills me. Like, they're just absurdist, like silly wrestling injected into all of this. And you know they're great wrestlers, so it just makes it even funnier that they're being so goofy, right? But I don't, I, I, I don't care about any of this right now. And, well, it'll come up a little bit in the course of the show, but, like, I didn't go back on the network and watch this episode of Raw because of the actual wrestling that was happening. Of course not. So this is, this is emanating from Chicago, and the show begins, and I don't think the show used to start this way, with a, with, with a very colorful literal announcer, and it opens with the lines, Here it comes, television's most exciting two hours, the fabulous, the price is raw. And now, please welcome the star of The Price is Raw, yes. a broadcasting legend, 19-time Emmy Award winner, which is insane, by the way. I know. And author of the New York Times bestseller, Priceless Memories, your guest host, Bob Barker. <laughs> okay. That's All right. right. I am, I'm so happy you picked this one. And I knew it was a toss-up for me between two. And I was like, all right, it's either going to be Bob Barker or Hugh Jackman. Yep. <laughs> and and you went you went with the best one, that's for sure. Well, and we could, we could talk about Hugh Jackman. That one, though, to me, we'll, we'll get into this later on, but to me, I, I knew of these two in my mind, right? These were the two that I was thinking about, that and the Muppets, which I, yeah, I really wanted to do <laughs> I later. was at anyway. that one, so if you ever need okay. some insight into it, I can offer it. I might. I really might. So... But the difference to me is the Hugh Jackman one is, like, genuinely amazing because they let him get involved in the action, and it really works. And this one is great because Bob Barker is just letting the wrestlers do their thing, and he's playing himself. <laughs> There's a great write-up that I also found on Vice Sports by this guy named Mike Pellucci, I believe is his name. This was from a few years ago, but he, he talked about how great it was that, like, in an age where a lot of these guest hosts are, like, trying to be wrestlers, either by the way they cut promos or, like, actually get involved in a match, and just failing miserably, and just highlighting how absurd the whole premise was in a really bad way, Bob Barker plays everything completely straight, and it works. Yep. Because it's all believable in the world of wrestling. He doesn't get in the ring at any point he doesn't try to cut a promo on anyone but when he interacts with wrestlers it's perfect and it's absurd but like in the best possible way and i didn't know as much about this one so i really just wanted to dive in and see if it can actually work on any level so they opened the show with this great introduction for bob barker and this took me completely by surprise Huge pops for Bob Barker in Chicago, of all places. <laughs> oh, no, it, it shocked everybody. Like, people did not expect... I don't know how much you... I don't know how much you looked into, like, the backstory, because Jericho has talked about this a lot. Like, he's yeah. talked about it. He has a whole thing in his book about it. He's talked about it on his podcast before. And, like, they were all worried. They're like, they're going to eat this guy alive. Because Chicago's, yeah. like, real wrestling fans and... Right, you know, like pretty hardcore. hardcore. They're like, 
this is going to be bad. And they, they were all concerned for it. And then pfft, that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't right. happen. And like, it has, it has a reputation in retrospect of like, Oh, this was a really solid episode. And like, he's a good guest host. Like, Spoiler alert, he ended up winning the Slammy for Guest Host of the Year. That's how much people liked him, but I was kind of expecting him to, like, win the crowd over. And that's not really the case. Like, they, he, he did a good job not letting them down, but, like, they were really into him right off the bat. I don't know if it was, like, kind of ironic, you know, like, oh, yeah, Bob Barker, this is great. But, you know, like, sarcastically, but... I think it, it works, and Bob Barker comes out, and he's probably a little bit surprised. And he did, he doesn't try to cut a promo or anything. He's just Bob Barker, you know. And he's like, "Well, I tell you what, you guys are my kind of people, and we're really gonna party tonight." And everybody's like, "Yeah, we love you, Bob Barker." <laughs> like, of course. I just I, I I I just imagine this being the first episode of wrestling I ever watched, and trying to make sense of any of it. <laughs> I just. It's already so, like, Twilight Zone. And it gets, the show starts off with a legitimate, this is the angle they go with. He's hosting The Price is Raw. That's the gimmick for the whole show. So he calls, he's like, all right, guys, so we're going to go ahead and get started here. And we can't play The Price is Raw without some contestants. So Santino Morello, come on down. (laughs) And Santino, for some reason is in the crowd already. And I know this is like, this is kind of, this is how he debuted and he's always kind of a goofy character, but he's, he's in the crowd tonight. He's not backstage in the locker room. So he comes, it's just like the price is right. Right. Like he comes sprinting down the stairs and he's so excited (laughs) and shocked. Like he didn't know he was going to be the one picked and runs up the ramp and he's just wearing jeans and a t-shirt. Like he's just happy to be there. Like one of the crowd. And then they're like, IRS, come on down. (laughs) And, I don't know why they thought this was a good idea. It doesn't not work, but, you know, Erwin R. Scheister is like a relic of the worst period in wrestling when just everything <laughs> became a gimmick. Like, True. Oh, here's the, here's the repo man, and he's coming, and he's going to get your car, Hulk Hogan, but first he's going to fight you in a match. Like, every occupation <laughs> just became this really hackneyed cartoon gimmick. Oh, yeah. And it's 2009 at this point, so it's not like he's been a character recently or wrestled any time recently. I don't know why. Anyway, he's also in the crowd, so he comes down. And then they call up another woman, a diva named Jillian, and I literally don't know anything about this woman, Mark. You could probably tell me you, more. You, you, don't, you don't need to know anything kind of about her, except she was a, a parody of Britney Spears. Wow. Ooh. When Ooh. when Brit but uh like a bad parody. But her gimmick yep. was she is a pop star or she thinks she's a pop star, but she yep. can't sing. That I'm aware of. That that was that, that was honestly thing. where it, it began began and ended. Okay. That's that was the impression I got, which is why I didn't bother to yeah. you know, like, oh, this character seems really interesting. Because her whole thing is spoiler alert, she just sings her answers really badly, but this is kind of this is the second sidebar we've gone on on music in the last two shows, and you might just cut this one out. I cut the last the one out. Of, yeah, you did. We'll, we'll do an episode about, at some point where we go through um, doing an episode on on entrance themes. We we talked about yeah. that, and I think at some point we we will do that because that'll be fun. Yeah. So this is this isn't about like wrestling music in general, but you know it, it takes a certain amount of talent to be able to sing intentionally badly, if that makes <laughs> sense. Like, to be so 
comedically bad that it's actually funny how bad you are, you have to have some idea of what a good singer sounds like. And Jillian, bless her heart, I'm sure she's a lovely person, she doesn't know how to do that. So her bad singing isn't even entertaining bad singing. Right. It's just kind of screechy. It's just awful. All that being said, she doesn't really matter. She's just kind of there for one joke. The, The better joke is, Chris Jericho, who is, of course, the fourth and final contestant. Of course. And, and also, you, you uh, I don't know if you were going to mention it. I apologize if you were. No, go ahead. This is right in, I mean, he has just come off his amazing feud with Shawn Michaels, where he turned himself into the most hated person probably in the last 10 years in WWE. And so he is right in that, and he is being thrown in this. Yeah. And you can tell. You can tell. Like, I didn't know exactly what feud he was in, but just, this is, Jericho is perfect for this man, because just everything about him screams, this is stupid, and I'm only doing it because if I did it, they would fire me. <laughs> like, I hate this so much, and I don't want to be here. Because he doesn't come out at first, right? Like, the upbeat game show music is playing, and Bob Barker, this is where you kind of start to see that he, he understands what he needs to be here. He's just riffing. Like, he, he's in full game show host mode, and he's like, Chris, Chris, you're being paid. Come on down. <laughs> I don't see him. And the camera is doing this manic thing where it's like it's on a game show, so it's zooming around from one part of the crowd to the <laughs> other. Like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And the first three people had come running out through the crowd wearing street clothes and, like, committed to the bit, which is that this is all just a big episode of The Price is Right, right? It's Chris Jericho. <laughs> comes out from, like, the entrance tunnel in his wrestling trunks and, like, boots with a name tag stuck on his bare (laughs) chest that reads Chris in giant Comic Sans letters. And this look on his face like he just wants to die. And it's, it's fantastic. And it reminds me of, you know, like I've talked about in the past, like Scott Steiner or Sid Vicious and their ability to just look the dumbest thing in the world in the eye and sell it like death. Oh, yes. And that's what Chris Jericho has right here. He's just, he, he's so angry that you immediately buy even more into Bob Barker hosting The Price is Right on an episode of Raw. So <laughs> Chris has finally settled down at his podium, you know, and we're ready to auction off the first item. And they, they cut, the production is really fun. Like, they treat it just like an episode of The Price is Right. They cut to the little infomercial, you know, with somebody talking and really jazzy and upbeat and the music's playing in the background. They're like, it's the SmackDown 10-year anniversary DVD. And, it, you know, it's a special three-disc set. It's got bonus features. It's got, like, a countdown of the greatest moments in SmackDown history. And, you know, here's the rules and, you know, bid on the price. The closest one without going over gets to win the prize. So we start with Santino. And Santino says, uh, I would like to buy a vowel. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so happy you did this because I had totally, I I hadn't thought about this in years. Yeah. And I, it's just, it's funny to watch Bob Barker play this off because again, like, I feel like he's just, he's so experienced in show business that he knows exactly how to play this. Right. And he just, he gets, he gets a little agitated. Like he doesn't ever break character. He's still like recognizable Bob Barker, you know, the game show host, <laughs> but he's 
frustrated. He's like, you've been body slammed too many times. He says, there's no Vanna White here. There's no Pat Sajak here. You know, like, what, you think this is Wheel of Fortune, you idiot? I'm so much better than Pat Sajak. You know, like, he's annoyed because he's taking this very – he's playing it so straight, you know? He's like, there's no vowels here. Give me a bid. Give me a bid. Like, money. And Santino's like, um, remember, this is for a SmackDown DVD. Like, try to remember what DVDs are and remember how much they cost. And Santino gives it some thought. And after admitting he's not really good with – numbers uh bids one thousand four hundred and sixty five American <laughs> style dollars. <laughs> and and Bob Barker again is like he looks at the crowd, he's like, Well I don't think he overbid, do you? <laughs> oh. The crowd is just eating this up, which is ridiculous because this is the opening segment of Monday Night Raw and there's exactly one main de- main eventer in the in the scene right now at all so we 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 go on you know we move to jillian and jillian says or sings very badly 75 dollars which still seems a little bit ridiculous but okay (laughs) move right on and we move on to irs and this is literally the only reason that they got this poor man to bring his butt to chicago and dress up in this gimmick again so he could say does this bid include taxes Because he's a tax guy. Oh, of course. And that's, that's his gimmick, you see. Because his name is Erwin R. Scheister, but his initials spell IRS, which is oh, the tax agency. Oh, okay. It's very clever. See, that should be WWE, your gimmick if you were a wrestler. Right, except it's terrible, so it <laughs> wouldn't be. Well, no, it still could be. We do. We I guess I could just do it ironically. I mean, that's that would fit with with our with our show. Right. You should be IRS. The heat, you should the be heat IRS is coming too. From the fact that they're like IRS Junior. <laughs> the heat is coming from the fact that all of the fans are like, is he really going with this? Like of all the things in the world, because you know indie wrestlers are like, oh well, you know, I'm myself. I'm just a really good wrestler, and I'm just like, nope. Nope, I'm the tax man. You're going to get audited. <laughs> That's my finisher. It's the audit. It is. Oh, he he takes he Don't... takes he takes all their wrestling gear. That, that that's his finishing <laughs> move. Like, no, you can't do this anymore. I'm sorry. We're <laughs> we're gonna repossess this. <laughs> You're gonna talk me into it now, man. <laughs> I all I want is for you to dress up as IRS Junior and cut a promo and and record a video of it, and oh, then I'll man. put it on a Twitter page. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Hey, if you guys so... want Harris to do that, <laughs> everyone tweet. Tweet the Twitter pa- uh, Twitter page at behind underscore gorilla and tweet Harris and and say that you do. I'll also put a poll up there um, a little bit later really? on. I'll put a poll up after this drops, so on Monday, and we'll right, see how many right, votes we get. Good. We'll probably get like over under of like four votes total, and right. we'll see I'm what it need is. Need some sort of like statistical significance before I abide by the results <laughs> of this poll because you're gonna you're gonna vote in it once as yourself, and then you're gonna vote in it once as the behind the gorilla account. And, and then, then I'm going to no, vote in it once, but you could just sway. The I vote. can't. I can't vote on it. You can't vote on it as, as oh, your you own account. It, but okay. I can vote on it as my account and as um, the Uncaved Crusaders Review podcast account. So that's two right there. <laughs> that, see, this is what I'm saying. We're going to need to have at least like 20 votes before I take it seriously. Well, anyway. I got I got 21 votes on the NXT Takeover one from the other day. Nice. So nice. There, right. there, there's well. a chance. You know what? We should just do it. I'm going to put a tweet out there asking we won't even have to do it as a poll 
I could do it as a I'm gonna put a tweet out there and um how many how many uh likes does it need to get for you to to do that? I likes. I mean like thirty or forty probably. <laughs> we don't need, this is a really high number, right? That's a very high number for us. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's kinda why. Alright, well we'll say thirty. That's a lower level of that's a higher level of engagement than just clicking on a poll. Very I think it true. takes a little bit less effort to click like on a tweet. Anyway, 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 I'm just going to reel this back <laughs> in real quick. Because but you heard it here first. 30 likes, Harris as, is going to do it. As good as my impression will inevitably be when this blows up, <laughs> there's no, you know, there's no replacing the original Erwin R. Scheister who makes this lovely joke about taxes that we've somehow been ripping on for 10 minutes yeah i know we, we that 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 joke we we hey oh boy, that was i joke. guess i guess it was worth him coming on because we talked about it for a while no it was I, it's not any worse than anything he ever did that's fair but he says does this bit include taxes and bob barker <laughs> rightfully so says well let's let's not even think about taxes just give me your bid and irs says whoa 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 and bob barker's <laughs> like oh no i set him off IRS is like, everybody has to think about taxes. And Bob Barker's like, yeah, I know, just uh, just give me your number. Like, you can't. He's like, I know, you know, he, he, eventually IRS settles on $50, right? So we have <laughs> Santino coming in around $1,400 and Jillian at $75 and IRS at 50 So now all we have left is Jericho. And Jericho is just sitting there, it just deafening silence just you know he's got this look in his eye and he's like pouting his lip a little bit you know, just typical like chris jericho like five years later he would be about to put bob barker on the list with this look in his face you know he's just if that was a thing right exactly exactly like if he had been doing this a couple years later and bob barker bob barker is having none of it and again he doesn't ever like break character but he's a lot more like bob barker and happy gilmore now than anything else and he's like uh-oh, he's in a hypnotic state here. Chris. <laughs> Chris, and finally Chris Jericho hits his podium and starts stalking up the ramp towards Bob Barker, and he doesn't even blink. He's like, Chris, you have to be down there to bid. Chris, I need your bid. And Chris, Chris Jericho's just right up in his face, just like breathing heavy, just staring him right in the eyes. He says, you know, Chris, your mother would not be proud of the way you're behaving. <laughs> And finally, Chris Jericho talks. He says, you know what? And Bob Barker says, ah, the man talks. He's actually speaking. <laughs> oh, no, now he's pouting again. He's pouting again, and Jericho just furious. And finally, <laughs> finally, Bob Barker says, please, please, I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. What is your bid? And Jericho jumps right into this, you know, great heel promo. He says, let me explain something to you, old man. Nobody calls me Chris, and you need to learn to respect me and call me Mr. Jericho, you need to pander to me. You need to show me some respect because I am the best in the world at what I do. And the crowd is boo, boo. <laughs> you know, because eventually he's going to end up fighting CM Punk at the next WrestleMania, and that's kind of a big right. part of that feud. It's not really there yet, but the crowd, he's got a lot of heat, right? The crowd is just killing him. He says, I am the best in the world at what I do, and I am one half. And Bob Barker says, one I heard one. That's your bid. That's your bid. I'm locking it in. Get out of here. Get out of here. And Chris Jericho is just so off his game. He's just so confused. He turns around and, like, 
shuffles awkwardly and uncomfortably back to his podium. <laughs> and Bob Barker's like, all right, we have a bit of one. And what's the actual value? And the actual retail price is eighteen ninety five. So out of bids of fourteen hundred seventy five fifty and one dollar, Chris Jericho got the closest without going over. So Chris Jericho has won the best of SmackDown three disc box set in spite of his own best efforts. There we go, and Chris. Vis- and he's visibly pleased. He's annoyed, but he's also kind of like, "Hey, all right, I'm a winner." And the way the Price is Raw works is like instead of going to the showcase. If you get your, your bid right, you then go on to wrestle a match. And if you win the match, you get some sort of fabulous prize. So he's like, Chris Jericho, make your way to the ring. I have a chance for you to win something else. And Chris Jericho's immediately just like, oh, heck yeah, I'm the best. I'm going to win this thing, whatever it is. <laughs> and he's like, a trip to Hawaii. And it cuts straight to, you know, again, it's just it's infomercial style, like straight off of Wheel of Fortune or The Price is Right. And it's the Bella Twins in, like, hula skirts in front of this <laughs> backdrop of Hawaii, like hula dancing. And the voice announcer is like, take a trip to scenic Honolulu. And he's reading off all the, you know, the features you can do and all expenses paid and all this stuff. And all you have to do is win this next match, right? So finally, because we're 15 minutes into the, <laughs> into the episode of Raw at this point, right. we have a match with Chris Jericho against MVP trying to win a trip to Hawaii. Now, this isn't really fair, because if M- MVP wins, he doesn't get a trip to Hawaii. <laughs> this is just for Chris Jericho to not lose. Oh, that's amazing. But, you know, why not? It, they have, again, you know, there's wrestling involved here. I didn't go back to watch this episode to talk about the wrestling. So they have a perfectly solid 10-minute match, but Chris Jericho, unfortunately, ends up losing. So he still gets the DVD, but no trip to Hawaii. Which is which is very sad, but the show rolls on, and Bob Barker is still here, and he's he's plugging his book and doing a little interview backstage, and he encounters DX. This is Triple H and Shawn Michaels, and they, they don't really care for all this, you know, the Price is Right stuff. They're just here because they want to get a match. You know, they want to get revenge against Legacy. They want to match with Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase. And Bob Barker says, "No, no, 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 no. I'm I'm not stupid." I know you guys have a pay-per-view match with them this Sunday, and I can't spoil that right now. He says, but I tell you what, come over here. Come over here to the wheel. I'll, 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 I'll offer you something. And Triple H is like, okay, this, i got to be honest with you, man. This feels a lot like a game show. You know, like, this isn't a game to us, man. And Shawn Michaels is like, this is our livelihood. You understand? This is, <laughs> this is serious, serious work. And Bob Barker is like, hey, you made your point. I've got two words for you. Spin it, and he points at this like cartoon <laughs> little plastic game wheel. And what the, you know, the deal is, you press the button, and this giant wheel with all of the members of the raw roster on it will spin around, and you'll be randomly assigned a partner. <laughs> so they they spin the wheel, and this is how they they get their main event for the night, right? It's not really Bob Barker laying down the law. It's it's through this little game show that. Triple H and Shawn Michaels are really excited about in spite of themselves, right? So you can just kind of imagine them. And Shawn Michaels draws Chris Masters, and Triple H draws Randy Orton, and there's your main event. It's going to be a tag match between DX and these two guys. Whatever. What is Bob Barker up to now? Well, we come back from a commercial break, and and we missed the last round of The Price is Raw. But Chavo Guerrero and Evan Bourne 
are wrestling for a Corvette, for a brand-new Corvette. And once again, Evan Bourne doesn't get to win the Corvette if he wins the match. But Chavo Guerrero is wrestling for the right to get the Corvette. Well, <laughs> you might be noticing a pattern here. Uh, that doesn't happen. Oh, About what a surprise. Five, Weirdly enough, you know, they just don't give away that much on this show. <laughs> Five, six, seven minutes into the match, I, I, y'all have to forgive me for not diving into this cesspool. Chavo Guerrero and Hornswoggle are in a feud at this point. Yeah, boo. And, and one of them, there was a flashback to the week before, and one of them had been dressed up like a cow, and the other one was lassoing the cow, and I, I didn't watch it, and I didn't unmute to figure out what was happening. Because I don't care, and it's just bad. <laughs> um, Very fair. At some point in the middle of this match, Hornswoggle crawls out from under the ring where he lives uh, with a super soaker, and he attacks Chavo Guerrero with a super soaker, and Evan Board takes advantage of the distraction and wins the match. Yay! And and he doesn't... Yeah, I know, you know, Evan Bourne. That's I, cool. miss, I miss Evan Bourne in WWE so much. Yeah, but, you know, all that matters is Chavo Guerrero does not get to have the red Corvette. Right. And he's very upset about that, and rightfully so, because mm-hmm. Hornswoggle's interference was very blatant and not called out, like, at all. But now we've, you know, we, we, we've gotten another contestant into the showcase, and it's still time for another round of The Price is Raw. So we need another contestant up here now. Uh, Santino's still there. IRS is still there. Jillian's still there, because, you know, that's comedy. But... We don't have anyone else left. So Bob Barker turns to another celebrity in the house. You know how, like, they'll get local sports teams involved and put them in the front row of a show, like, to right. pop the crowd and say, like, oh, it's cool. People like us. You right. Know, they used to do that a WWE's lot. WWE's always been about celebrity well, right? They still do it sometimes, but not as blatant yeah, as they I used mean, to. Right. And it's, it's still cool to see. But what they normally don't do is say, hey, guys, we have a couple members of the uh, Chicago White Sox here in the front row. So, um... Put them on the prices hey. right. Exactly. Why not, right? <laughs> A.J. Brzezinski, get up here, man. Oh, I and love A.J. Brzezinski. Former Brave, well, he, too. He's so fired up. He's like, yeah! And all the other White Sox in the front row were like, yeah, let's go! <laughs> and the crowd snaps because they're like 75% Cubs fans. You can just tell. Like, A.J. Brzezinski is immediately a heel, and he hops the barricade and runs up to the ramp to just thunderous booze, and it's very funny because I don't think they expected that, but that's just how the demographics of the crowd worked out. Everyone's like, boo, boo, and he's great. He, and Bob Barker's still just rolling with it. I mean, this is, this is why he's so popular. He turns around, he's like, oh, do you guys like the Cubs? And the crowd's like, yeah, like, just plays right into their hands and aj aj's great he turns heel immediately he's like oh yeah i'm a huge wwe fan i've been watching since i was a kid but uh i'm an even bigger bob barker fan and bob barker's like yeah, you dog and the crowd's like Ooh, wrestling so now we're bidding on a wrestlemania 26 travel package this is you know all the way back in 2009 and it's september and wrestlemania is almost a year away and AJ puts in a respectable bid of $1,000. You know, an IRS <laughs> bids $2,000, and Jillian sings about how she's going to bid five hundred or $5,000. And Santino, I don't, he, he figured out how numbers work between the beginning of the show and now. <laughs> Santino bids $1,200. 
And Bob Barker's like, did you say $12,000? And Santino says, no, I said $1,200. And I can't tell if this is a scripted bit or Bob Barker just literally can't understand what he says. But it's funnier if it's the latter. At any rate, Santino locks in his bid of $1,200. And I kid you not, (laughs) it is $1,247. Santino is going to WrestleMania. (laughs) John Cena style. He's going as a fan. He doesn't have to pay for his ticket to WrestleMania. (laughs) There were probably some pretty great, like, kayfabe implications that they never dwelled on, like the fact that he, I don't know if he would want to participate in the Royal Rumble or anything after this, or if he worked that in at all. Like, he's already got a trip to WrestleMania. But <laughs> anyway, he, he, he's won, like, the guess, right? So now he's in the equivalent of the showcase, and he has a match. And this match is going to be for a brand-new hot tub. And we cut back to the infomercial, <laughs> and it's the Bella Twins again. They're literally <laughs> just there to advertise for everything. They're not, they don't have a speaking role in the episode. They're just there because they're twins and they're hot. I'm fine with that. And they're just sitting in the hot tub. I think, that's, like, I think that's probably a, a better better position for them to be in. <laughs> well, you know, they're splashing the water ra- around and, like, posing. You know, oh, like yeah. Vanna White you can't hurt part. anybody doing that. Well, oh, jeez. <laughs> that's fair. Well, <laughs> it was just funny because I didn't realize that that wasn't a one-off until this moment. And the Santino says the first thing that me and you and every other idiot watching this show thinks as soon as they see that. And he says, oh, do the Bella Twins come with it? (laughs) Which is always a fun moment when a character says exactly what you're thinking. Of course. What he says exactly is, oh, well, do, do the Bella Twins come with it? Because I would love to make Santino Bella stew. In the hot tub. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, Bob Barker, to his immediate credit, is a... Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can't think about it too hard. It only gets no. worse. <laughs> well, I think Bob Barker realizes this because he immediately says, Absolutely not. This is a family show. Oh, man. See, I forgot all about this. This is a great... Right? It's just, like, he he plays into the ridiculousness so well without ever, like, breaking a straight face. <laughs> he keeps it on the whole show, which uh, makes it best. so much more fun. Yeah. You know so, what this is like? This, what? and I've made this, I've made this comparison to many, many uh, totally unrelated things. But this is like the Batman 66 TV show. It really is. That's a great And you have Bob Barker, who is playing the Adam West Batman, who is playing everything 100% serious in a ridiculous world. And that is where the humor comes from. Yes. (laughs) That is is exactly what it is. And I don't know, maybe he, he probably wasn't mad at Santino for this, but it seems like he was because he announces that this isn't a typical wrestling match, right? This is going to be a different competition. This is going to be a body slam he says, if you body slam him, your opponent, then you'll win. If you get body slammed first and he picks you up off the ground before you can pick him off the ground, then you lose. And Santino says, I think that's a great idea. It's a great competition. And get someone out here so I can slam their body. Oh, boy. And my favorite thing about this. He was probably hoping it was one of the Bella Twins. 
He probably was, yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing about this wrestler is that his theme song works as a reaction to seeing him. Well, well, it's the big show. Of course. It's a big bad show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought it's about it's that. It's a fair point. Just, it works, you know. It does, like, well, it does. And, and again, all respect in the world for freaking Big Show, man. One of oh, the best yeah. big men ever, amazing athlete, some great stories, but good gosh, should have been gone five years ago minimum. Well, then it's just, it's a great, it's a great moment, you know, because you know exactly what's going to happen, but it's still just fantastic. It's just so entertaining. And it goes about as well as you'd think it would. Like Santino, God bless him, he really goes for it you know, gets his leg under his arm underneath him and really tries to pick him up and uh, does not succeed, is immediately picked up, <laughs> spun upside down, and slammed to the mat by Big Show. And Bob Barker's like, okay, well, that was fun. Sorry, you didn't win. Uh, moving on. But, but Big Show doesn't get the hot tub either, I assume. No, no. Once again, the, the winner of the bid fares very poorly in their showcase to win any other actual <laughs> prize. I don't know. Maybe the Bella Twins went home with everything. They got to advertise for everything, and they weren't ever in the show anywhere else. So, oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, for keeping track, that is. Yeah, that's that's a trip to Hawaii, uh, a Corvette, and a hot tub. Wow. None of which anyone won. Weirdly enough. <laughs> so, the the weirdest part about this, and I completely, I I can't believe this is real is that after he's body slammed, maybe this is like a Price is Right thing when the contestant like loses in the showcase or whatever, but there is an actual, literal, wah-wah <laughs> sound effect <laughs> well, that plays throughout the stadium. Well, that's like from the Price is Right. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I had never... And th- well, they didn't do it for any of the other matches. <laughs> which maybe that's what really threw me off, because we're in, you know... This is a two-hour show, but it's like 9.30 at this point, <laughs> live, if you're watching Raw, and they just bust that one out, and I guess assume oh. the crowd would get it. That was just to trigger Bob Barker so he knew, like, ah, oh, this contestant didn't win. We're moving on. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. So, you know, there's more actual wrestling going on. Like, at some point in here, Cody Rhodes has come out to cut a promo about how, like, yeah, Randy Orton RKO'd my dad, but I'm loyal to him. My dad did anything for my career, but I would also do anything for my career. So I don't care that he hurt my dad. And then John Cena comes out. I don't care about any of that. It's leading up to a pay-per-view called Breaking Point, where I'm pretty sure the gimmick is that every match is a submission match, which is a terrible idea. And I don't. <laughs> I, oh, man, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that is one of the worst ideas ever. Yeah. It's not even bad enough. Like, I salute them, I guess, for trying to think of new and original gimmicks, but it's not even bad enough for me to talk about. It's no. just bad enough for me to see and realize, oh, wait, is that that submission? Ooh, it's yeah, just I'm glad boring. I wasn't watching wrestling back then. And, like, after the body slamming contest, Mark Henry comes out, and he gets into a body slamming contest with Big Show. Of course. Which is, you know, like, whatever. Like, they cut to commercial, and I'm, they come back, and it's still going on, and eventually Mark Henry wins. It doesn't matter, because what is Bob Barker doing right now? That's the only thing I care about. <laughs> Bob Barker is currently backstage and this is the last segment before the main event you know which he isn't really involved in he's set up but he's telling stories about the past you know because he's here like every other guest celebrity to sell his book which is his memoir which is priceless memories and the reporter's asking him you know like Wait, what about his all the time his, got, his what 
his memoir. His, there we his go. Book. Okay, you I'm said it, you said it, you said memoir first. Memoir. <laughs> He's selling a book. Gotcha, gotcha. It's a it's a book. <laughs> so it's about his time on the prices, right? And he's telling all these stories about how, like, one time he had a broken foot, and this woman got excited because she won a car, stepped on his foot. Anyway, <laughs> Chavo Guerrero interrupts, and he's just furious, and he's saying, "You of know, they cheated me out of my car, and I didn't. You know, this isn't fair, and I'm not going to leave here tonight until I have my car." And Bob Barker's like. I don't know what to tell you, man. You lost the match. Like, he clearly, he's a great host, but he doesn't take his GM duties too seriously. Oh, what's I don't think he really. I don't think he really cares that Hornswoggle cheated to win. And I can't blame him because I don't either, just watching this live. <laughs> but <laughs> Anyway, Chavo Guerrero, clearly realizing he's getting nowhere, starts to threaten him. And he says, oh, what, what you think because you, you know a little bit of karate that makes you cool? Do you think that makes you tough? Bob Barker says, well, Chavo, with any fight, the big advantage is surprise! And he punches him right in the stomach. <laughs> Just boom, total sucker punch. <laughs> Chavo Guerrero doubles over in pain. It's a total heel move, which nobody cares about. Right. But Bob Barker is just abusing this poor man. Chavo doubles over in pain, and Bob Barker rears back, karate chops him right on the base of his neck, and Chavo just collapses. He's down. <laughs> And Bob Barker kind of shakes himself off and flexes a little bit, looks right at the camera, and says, I'm having a lovely time tonight, and I hope you are too. This is Bob Barker reminding you to spay and neuter your cats and dogs. Thank you for tuning in to Monday Night Raw. And then he's just gone. He's out. That's it. That's how his guest appearance ends, with him just demolishing poor Chavo Guerrero. And dropping that iconic spay and neuter your pet sales pitch one last time. Like the main event, which is DX versus whoever I said it was, is an afterthought at this point. Because how can you ever top <laughs> Bob Barker beating the crap out of a man on live television? <laughs> and it just, it, it again, is a great way to just close for him. Because he's taking it so seriously, like oh, everything course. else in the show. Like you said, he's like Batman. And it's like he's just walked right into this world of chaos and insanity where a little person crawls out from under the ring to attack another man with a super soaker. And he's just like, yeah, all right, I can work with this. Like he doesn't even blink. He doesn't hesitate. He doesn't question it. But he also doesn't like change anything about himself. He doesn't get weirder with it, really. Right. There's no point where he's too aggressive with somebody. He doesn't challenge anyone to a match. He's not jumping off the top rope. But I think that's what everyone loved about him is he just got to be – it wasn't like Bob Barker tries to be a wrestler. It was just Bob Barker is on this wrestling show and nothing else <laughs> has changed, you know? And it clearly, like, it resonated with a lot of people who I think – this was early. This was like a month or two into the guest host's reign – people had kind of already figured out that that was what they liked and what they didn't like, and most celebrities were. And I, I really want to get back into this topic, but a lot of the guest hosts are way more awkward and uncomfortable and right. don't have as much material to work with, aren't as famous, you know, but also don't really understand this kind of show business. It's yeah. a weird line to draw because wrestling isn't like television acting or play acting. No. You know, it's a very different thing. 
And if you come out there and you don't really know what you're getting into and you're not a good enough, like, showman to adapt and, like, do your own thing your own way and compliment the performers... You're going to get eaten alive. You're going to embarrass yourself, and the crowd is going to turn on you like that. And they were with him from the start, and they they never let go, and he never gave them a reason to. And like I said, he did end up winning the Slammy that year for Guest Host of the Year. Uh, There was a little recap of his visit. That's a weird word for it, but, you know, his tenure... (laughs) On, you know, when Raw 1000 came around and they had little highlight packages of the great moments in Raw history, that was one of them. Right. And he closes that interview, that little clip show, with an interview where he's talking about, you know, a lot of people ask me about um, cutting a promo on Chris Jericho and, you know, telling him his mother would be disappointed in him and where that motivation came from, and uh, it mostly just came from me fearing for my life. (laughs) When I looked into his eyes, (laughs) just continuing to sell it, you know, years down the line. And He says, the other thing people ask me about is Chavo Guerrero, and um, I don't regret what I did. I'd do it again, and uh, I tell you what, he can have his rematch on the 2000th episode. (laughs) And that's the end of it. And that's just, that's my favorite line. And that's how I'm going to wrap this up, by saying Bob Barker still kicking. And if, by my math, it'll be around 2030. If he's still (laughs) kicking by then, then we have another main event to look forward to. It's going to be fantastic. That would be, that would be something. (laughs) Imagine. I'm trying to even think of that. We need to get Bob Barker and Bob Euchre in a cage match. <laughs> we, it's weird that that isn't even the first instance of Bob Barker beating the crap out of somebody. Like in the, when DX meets him backstage, you know, they, Sean is like, oh, I loved you in Happy Gilmore, man. The price <laughs> is wrong. And then Triple H covers his mouth and he's like, Sean, Sean, we're on TV. You can't say that right now. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. It was it was a pretty fun episode, better than it had any right to be. And like I said, for me, maybe watching it live would have been different, but it was way more lively and more exciting than any of the actual wrestling that was happening. And part of that might just be on me, like knowing in retrospect that not a lot of this amounted to anything and like it was building up to a stupid pay-per-view. But shows like this kind of illustrate why they thought this might be a good idea. Yeah. And hopefully I'll get to talk about this a little bit more in future episodes. But, like, WWE has always had an affinity for celebrities, you know? True. From the very beginning. And when it works, like, you see why. Like, it really works, and it can be a lot of fun. And it's a fun way to introduce, you know, some different characters into this ridiculous world. Like, there's a lot of fun to be had there. Unfortunately, it really only works when you have, like, A, someone who's famous enough to get people excited and be someone who's talented enough and self-deprecating enough to play ball a little bit and, like, really put the show over. And that's what Bob Barker was able to do. So mm-hmm. this, is, this is the first of hopefully a couple reports, not in a row, but, you know, down the line on the Raw guest host era, and it's all downhill from here, you guys. <laughs> I know. that That's the sad part, though. Like, it is all – I mean, that is the pinnacle – of of that it it is and it and is like, kind of a shame it is because when it works it's 
it's a lot of fun. Like the Hugh Jackman episode, like those clips are great. They're so fun yeah. to watch. Th- there was a handful of good ones. Yeah, but when they're bad, man, it's just it, it's like I told you. I've told the story before, but like Santino was one of the first wrestlers I have any memory of watching because by like seeing someone that goofy, I realized that like wrestling was in on the joke. Right. And when you have a good guest host, you can realize that like they're in on the joke and it can be that kind of fun, dumb wrestling. But like, I I feel like just even looking at this list and like reading about some of the other guest appearances, wrestling is the joke, you know, like a lot of this period is the WWE trying so hard and so desperately to be relevant that they just grab whoever they can find, run them out there with no preparation and just embarrass themselves. Mm-hmm. Which I think is why a lot of people hate it. Yeah. No, that, I mean, that's true. When, when you try and shoehorn people that don't really fit in this world into that, it definitely, it, it shows. And, and yeah. that, that's where the spite for, um, you know, that's where some of the spite for the Ronda Rousey and some of those people comes yeah. from. Yeah, it's still there. And it's still kind of, yeah, and you're right, it's still kind of there. So it, it is, it's amazing to see um, an example of it working. Like, exactly the way they wanted it to. Right. And it does kind of, like, down the line, they kind of pivot, and they, they talk about this a little bit, and I'll probably get into some of it if I keep doing this, but, like, they, they pivot from guest host to guest star, which is very different, because literally for a full calendar year, they were giving these oh, people yeah. booking power. So, literally, you have David Hasselhoff in here booking matches and, like, telling you who's going to be in your main event. And I think that's just... Wrestling fans kind of have a, a little brother complex about this anyway, where mm-hmm. we're very defensive of it. And we know, you know, David Hasselhoff doesn't care about wrestling. And you resent him being involved in it. And you resent WWE for letting him be involved in it to this degree. Like, they weren't a part of the show anymore. They were just stealing the show and not in a good way, you know? So I'm really excited to get into that in the future. But for right now, it's nice to leave it on a, a happier note. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, uh, okay, fair, fair enough. You did it again, Harris. Another, another, <laughs> another like, solid one there. Appreciate and, um, it. Appreciate it. So far, we continue to be uh, pretty decent with our uh, yeah, with our I show. Like so hopefully, they continue. <laughs> oh man! Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Behind the Gorilla. Make sure you can follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. Send us uh, your thoughts on the episode. Um, anything. Send us suggestions. If you guys want us to talk about something, please feel free and send those our way. Um, Makes our job easier. Um, And then go ahead, head over to Apple Podcasts and iTunes and leave us a review. Again, it doesn't have to be five stars. It can be whatever you deem it's worthy. But, of course, Harris has a stipulation. That's right. So say you think that I just really crushed this report and Bob Barker is your favorite person of all time, and this just really just really tickles your fancy. You think, you know what, I like these guys. This is five stars. Well, that's fine. You know, please give us five stars, especially if you think we've actually earned it. Of course. Or, if, or if you us, don't think we earned it. Well, yeah, you know, that's fine, too. <laughs> but whatever you do, you know, wrestling fans kind of need everything broken down in terms of wrestling, so just go ahead and tell us what wrestling match we are. If yeah. you say, hey, these guys are great, Five stars. This is the Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano of podcasts. That's a recent example for you. It is. Obviously five stars. So, yeah, 
that's pretty much it. <laughs> just get a little bit creative. Whether you're hating on us or not, that's fine. We don't, we don't care. Make no. it whatever you want. Rate us five stars, rate us two stars. Yeah, either one. Just get a little bit creative with what you do. I, I think that makes it more fun for all of us. Definitely. So um, you can also follow me on Twitter at MarkMarkBrand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. So you can go ahead and do that and then uh, send us all of your actual comments uh, to us directly. Um, that's that's fine, too. Also, last thing, if you like Batman, check out my other podcast uh, with me and my friend Ian called Uncaped Crusaders Review, where we go through and review every Batman movie ever. We just finished Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, and then the next episode, we're going to be sitting down and watching Batman Mystery of the Batwoman. So you can check Ooh. that out on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Um, and anywhere you find podcasts, all of the podcasts for this one and for that one are all all the same platforms. Now, all of our podcasts are on Stitcher. I just added that one this past week. So just another platform you guys can find. So, yeah, that'll do it for this week. I'll have it next week. i got to follow Bob Barker, so that's going to be that's gonna be fun. <laughs> but I'm sure, yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll be able to uh, pull off another episode. So thanks for listening, guys, and have a great week. 